0: Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life, and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? you've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Brittany, and I'm joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello. And our mom, Amy.
1: Hello there.
0: So today we decided to kind of shift gears and talk about a different area of health and wellness, which is relationships and social life. And essentially, we came across these posts or kind of quotes. Um, and what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be reading them out loud and kind of discussing how we relate to each of those, either agreeing or disagreeing. And we all kind of thought it would be helpful to hear what each of us has to say from our own perspective because we are all women at different ages and different stages in life. And I think sometimes it's easy to get caught in the mindset of this is how it is, this is how it's going to be. And I think it might be helpful to hear what other people have to say about certain things or certain opinions. And it might be really, really helpful for our listeners and for ourselves to kind of hear different perspectives on certain areas of relationships. So... Before we get started, we wanted to continue on with some trivia. So I have some trivia questions. Woohoo! Okay, so here is your first trivia question. It is still dealing with Christmas. All
2: right, go. So here it is. Ready. You're ready? Do you know We're the answers ready to
1: these. Though? I don't know the an- What do you
2: mean? Or are you using the same source no, that not. I use? No, I'm not. But no, I don't know the yeah, answer. Okay. A at this. this one I think is <laughs> this one I think is
0: pretty easy. Name the famous Christmas ballet. The cracker. That's it. Ding 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 ding. We (laughs) have. Okay, okay, okay. All right. This one I also think is pretty easy, but had to put it in there. How do you say "Merry Christmas" in Spanish? What
1: are we doing?
2: Feliz
1: Navidad.
2: Feliz Navidad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, me.
2: We're like, police stop my car. <laughs> oh my He's like, is that the words? No, that's not the words, but.
0: <laughs> okay, this, I think these are kind of easy, but they're still kind of fun. One of the most popular Christmas toys of 1971. Ooh. Who or what... Wobble, but they don't fall down.
2: Weebles! <laughs> Weebles wobble, but they don't Weebles, fall down. I know that song, but I don't know what a weeble is. Wait, it's they're like little eggs. guys, and they wobble. They're Little guys like gnomes. No, no, they're like they're, they're, like, they're
1: shaped almost like their eggs. eggs. Do you wind them? No, no, they, they just wobble. Just push them down, and they come back up.
2: Oh, With the punchy yeah. things
1: punch them. wobble,
2: down. but they don't fall down. I remember yeah, that like, little oh, jingle. Oh, questions,
1: Britney. What? I like these trivia questions, but they're kind of dating me. Whoa. Yeah, I almost looked at you and said, Mom. But I didn't want to be I knew this
2: one. I've known all of these so far. You knew the Weeble Wobble? Of course. Did you
0: not hear me sing the jingle? I mean. They were still around when we were kids.
2: All right. Okay. 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 It's
0: like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm-filling... Wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flag two man. men. Wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flag two men in Wigabug. Wigabug. <laughs> okay, uh, this one I did not know because I'm not good with these, but if you were born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? Uh,
1: what do you mean? Sagitt- Sagitt- like Sagittarius? Like Gemini, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Capricorn? Uh, Capricorn. Oh, how'd you guys know that? capricorn
0: the um, because
1: papa is born on christmas day uncle is born on december 28th that's true a, lot of christmas.
2: Now
1: a dog december baby yes it makes
2: me think of richie rich it's the only reason why i know what a capricorn was do you know that? <laughs> whatever his butler's like you madam are capricorn she's <gasps> like how do you know that no, <laughs> nobody. All right, anybody who loves the movie, you know what I'm talking the about. She right? so she
1: watches those kind of movies. Great.
0: <laughs> Wait, didn't you? Weren't you like made fun of when you were younger because you would read the dictionary?
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, is that like, what you made, you made fun, fun of? The, of? The, I just want to point something out. out
1: there who can attest to
2: that, <laughs> we actually do. But I but. do have to say that people weren't making fun of me. Our mother here was pointing it out to everybody i was just using the dictionary for it the purpose for w- which it was created for which was to look up words that's it that's why you read it anyway go on <laughs> with the next question um
0: that was all of them i
2: that can was do it? More. okay we can oh, do one more right.
0: no you're fine you're good yeah, yeah that was all of them all right i mean there's so... a whole list here but i figured four would be suffice all right, so here is the first quote that we are going to be discussing. Your relationships are a combination of what you've created and what you've allowed. So get in. Your relationships are a combination of what you've created and what you've allowed. I think my first thought of that is I think people in general, whoever, have this idea of what they want their relationship to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you're not acting in a certain way or allowing for certain things to happen or allowing your partner to either do this or that or behave this way or you know, be themselves, your relationship is only going to be limited to essentially what you are allowing it to be. You know, If you're putting kind of boundaries on that in a sense and not letting yourself grow or the other
2: person grow, your relationship can only grow so far. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think you can even get super like practical with it and something as simple as like (laughs) your partner has, you know, curses a lot and you don't like it, but if you've allowed it and never said anything to them that it bothers you or, you know, something like that, then that's a habit that they'll continue doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, So that's something that's very basic yeah. on the on the surface. So I think that this quote could apply on a deeper level, but also kind of on a surface level for simple that's things. That's true.
0: Like if I don't want you like doing that. X, Y, Z, and I just let you keep doing it, it's yeah. going to end up eventually having it. me had to have negative feelings towards you and actions towards you. And it's because I've allowed you to keep doing this thing and I haven't said anything and you keep doing it because you don't know that it
2: bothers me. Yeah. And I think when we say allow, we're not saying like, I've given you permission. We're saying we're allowing it to be present in our relationship. I think that's even true when you have kids. Like if I allow my kids to speak to me a certain way, then
1: it's, it's, that's on me for allowing it to happen. You know?
2: So I do agree with this
1: quote. I think also something very basic relationships are a combination of what you've created. Um, I'll take The volunteer work that I do on Saturdays, which is called Brown Bag, and we prepare lunch for the less fortunate people in our community. Forging the relationships, creating the relationships. It's up to me if I'm in a room with a bunch of people, if I'm going to just stay in my little corner and pack the lunches, as opposed to actually engaging somebody and having a conversation. Um, I think one of the things we talked about last week was a woman who I started having a conversation with, and she let me know that her husband had passed away and the holidays are really tough on her. But creating the relationships, it's also incumbent upon you and what you do with it. If I chose to just stay in my corner, like I said, I probably would have never had that conversation with her. And each week that I go to the church and I pack the lunches and I stayed in my little corner, well, then I'm going to create no relationships whatsoever, as opposed to choosing. Well, you know what? Here are people with the same interests as me and wanting to do the same thing and make an impact in the community. So when I go there, I'm going to have a conversation with somebody. And each week that I go there, I learn a little bit new about the people that I'm working with. Yeah, that's very true. Like we have responsibility in the relationship to, like you're saying,
2: create the relationship and then also like contribute to it. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I I'm really glad you brought in the social part of it because when you have friends, like really really close friends, um, if you don't nurture that relationship and you only reach out to that person when you need them, like you've allowed yourself. And that person to grow apart because you haven't reached out and then you've created this type of environment where the person will start only recognizing you or you may know somebody who only reaches out to you when they need you.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially
0: with your close friends, if you don't create a nurturing environment and and fill their buckets too. You know, your friends are going to look out and reach out to you when they need, not just when they need your help, but for advice and to be there and to spend time with. So if you're not, you know, creating an environment where everyone feels safe. That's what that relationship will be.
1: Yeah. How about look at it, guys, from a sibling perspective? Um, I remember you Hi, and Brittany saying that <laughs> you guys didn't get along when you were younger. No. Right? And maybe what? Up until your late 20s or early 20s, you guys actually started talking with each other? I think it was earlier than that. I think
0: it's- Earlier? Like when I got went to college. And when I had Sammy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah, very true. It's it's with any relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. Just like mom said, it could be a church relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be a sibling relationship. There are certain things you allow, good and bad, and certain things that you yourself create. What I think is the key here, though, is it's very me-oriented. Instead of saying, this relationship is what others can do for me. It's very much about this is what I'm allowing and this is Mm -hmm. what I'm creating. So it's putting you in the driver's seat. Even though a relationship is between two people, um, this is just kind of where we take the responsibility for our own actions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that.
0: Any final words on this quote? I'm going to say it again. Your relationships are a combination of what you've created and what you've allowed. Any final words?
2: I do want to say that if our listeners have any other interpretations or any other ideas, share it with us. Oh yeah, for sure. Let us know what you think, you know? Okay. Let's head on to the next one. If you don't
0: like what you have, change what you accept And what you accept. That's weird. Hold on.
2: Expect.
1: I
0: I can't read. (laughs) If you don't like what you have, change what you expect and what you accept. They're right next to each other. So I think I just read along. Change what you expect and what you accept. I think this kind of goes back to our previous conversations about mindset. Mm-hmm. and and just having certain expectations mm-hmm. for people. You know, if I have this expectation for that person and you don't communicate that, and it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be in a forceful way, but if you're not at least communicating your expectations, no one's going to meet them. You can't just, right. you know, that someone is reading your mind and knows exactly what your expectations are. I think that's, you know, something that we all hopefully experience in a workplace where someone gives you those clear expectations. This is what I need from this. This is what I need it to look like all those types of things, especially in um, uh, in my master's program, there's always a rubric, right? So it breaks every single thing down. And it talks about if you want to get um, the score of a five, like the highest exceeding expectations, this is what that looks like for this component. This is what level four looks like, three, two, one, all the way down. And it's very clear and set what those expectations are. So as a student in my master's program, At least for me, I was really able to excel because I had clear understandings of what the expectations were and therefore was able to do what was expected of me.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. It makes it does. It makes it easier. Like I'm a I'm a direction follower. I love instructions. instruction booklet instruction booklet and as mom loves to point out the dictionary i i like knowing exactly what i have to do and what's expected of me and so it's funny because when it comes to relationships why would i be any different i wouldn't be i'm not but it's just much more difficult to do this <laughs> when you're you know in a in a relationship versus you know when i'm building Well, I think it also comes down to
0: like, for example, Courtney, you could easily say, Brittany, I, uh, these are my expectations for this when you do this. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that. I accept that. And I can work with that. Whereas if you were to say that to somebody else who doesn't work that way, it can come off as like demeaning and rude. Right. So I think there's a whole other aspect of it is yes, express your expectations, but know your audience.
2: Right. Right. Your approach is exactly what we were talking about last, last week.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So are you going to say something?
1: I'm actually taking notes here. And the first thing, when I look at this quote, if you don't like what you have, change what you expect. So one of the things that my husband does that kind of drives me crazy when we're planning things is he plans for the worst. (laughs) Why do you do that? Why can't you just be positive? But his approach and outlook is, well, if I plan for the worst and it never happens, at least I'm prepared and then I'm pleasantly surprised with whatever the outcome is. But if it does happen, then I'm okay with it because I've planned for it. All right. Does
0: that make sense to you guys? It does. And I feel like he's probably had so many instances. Like there's a reason why he thinks that way. (laughs) Things have happened to him where maybe the worst does happen often. So that's how he has trained his mind to be. Let me just go ahead and plan for the worst because it's probably going to happen because it's always happened that way.
2: Yeah, but I do think that preparing for the worst is different than expecting the worst. Those are two different words. Those that's are two true. different that is two true. different things. If I'm preparing for a tornado or a storm that's about to hit, I'm preparing for it so I'm ready. But you know, expecting it is something different. You know what I mean. So I mean, maybe that's not the best this is analogy true. to use. But, but but still,
0: I can see what she's saying that yeah. he's you know he could ex- be, always be expecting the worst, right? So I think it's expecting um, in things that probably wouldn't happen versus like
2: real situations, like you said, right, a tornado right. or natural disaster, right? Like I'm preparing for an alien invasion (laughs) versus, you know, we're going on a trip and, you know, X, Y, Z might happen. Let me just prepare or expect the worst. So, yeah, I think just, um, you know, clarifying the situation in which you're applying this
1: is probably the wisest thing to do. (laughs) Were you going to say anything else on that, Mom? Yeah, I was going to say I know of a situation where this person is, How can I put it? They're living a certain way, right? But based on how they're living, their expectations of what they want to achieve is completely unrealistic. Right? As if their
2: expectations are too too low or too high. high.
1: Yeah. Too high. Oh. Too high. Yeah. They're too high. So, yeah. You have to have realistic expectations. You have to have realistic expectations. Yeah. But by the same token, you also have to recognize, and I'm probably going off on a tangent here. You have to recognize the work that's been done. But you also have to realize that just because you've gone from point A to point B doesn't mean you're already at point Z. There's still more work to be done. And you can't discount that work that you've done from point A to point B. So you accept with the things that you've done, you accept how far you've come, but you can't expect for things to already come to fruition because the work's not done yet. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I like you brought it back up,
0: accept, because I totally forgot about that part of this. If you don't like what you have, change what you expect and what you accept. So it goes back into the last quote of, if I'm changing my expectations now, I probably need to change what I'm going to accept. Right. You know, if I'm changing my level of expectation, maybe I shouldn't accept this behavior anymore, either for myself or from someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I can't even think of any more examples, but I think that also kind of plays <laughs> hand in hand with that, you know?
2: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, these are good. So I think we're two for two so far, right? We, we we are agreeing with these so far. We're finding value and wisdom in it, I guess. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Next one.
0: If you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're giving. One more time. If you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're giving.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think far... Or more often than not, we as human beings don't look at ourselves, right? We always have this tendency to look at other people, point out, hey, this is what they're doing wrong. This is what you can do better, right? Rather than turning it around and saying, okay, well, what did I contribute to this situation? What's my part in making this go wrong or being misunderstood did I clearly communicate what my expectations are right so again I think our tendency is to look outside not inside right yeah
2: Yeah.
1: agreed I also
2: think um
0: Oh, oh sorry go ahead no, go ahead, Pirana. Oh. I don't want um I don't want to look at it at at it as, wow, I can't speak again. It doesn't mean that because you don't like what you're getting, you should just keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. I think for I, at least the way I read it as look at the quality of what you're giving back to a situation mm-hmm. versus the quantity of what I'm giving. I think that's kind of at least that's what I'm taking from that is If I look at the quality of what I'm giving, and maybe this is like a work situation or even with my friends, if I'm not getting what I need from my friends or any social type of, you know, relationship, what am I giving back to it? And then, like I said, it doesn't mean that I need to give more,
2: but maybe check out the quality of what I'm giving. Mm -hmm. Or even in our marriages, right? If I am not happy with the amount of time my husband is giving me, I need to check first. Well, what am I giving him? If I'm not happy with the honesty level between us, I don't don't think I'm getting the honesty that I want. Am I giving honesty? I don't think I am getting, I don't know, support in my health and wellness journey. Am I giving him support in the things that he's doing?
0: And in the way that he
2: needs it. Right. So I think that that is um, key here too, is almost like before you are complaining about what is coming your way. Look at what your output is, right? Why am I getting so much negative energy from everybody? Well, what are you giving out? Are you giving out negative energy? Like that should be our first place. And maybe that's not always the case. Maybe we are giving out positive energy. We are doing all the right things. And it's something completely different we're talking about. But for the sake of this quote, I would say, you know, when we are not happy with things that we are getting, and we're talking about relationships here, friendships, you know, partnerships, whatever it may be. coworkers, even like kids. This is a big one for me. And my son and I, my oldest son and I have this conversation a lot where my, my little ones will repeat things to me or say things to me. And I'm like, where did you get that? And then I realize, from me, from mm-hmm. me, they're mimicking me. So I'm giving something out and I'm getting it right back. Yep. So I think that this, yeah, this can really apply to anything in your life. It's just important for us to first, you know, check ourselves before we start pointing che- the finger. Che- check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I really do I break out into song. Yourself. That's Spice All of Girls. the time. Huh? Is that, that Spice is Girls? not Spice Girls. They, they say that in a Spice Girls song. Which one? Oh my gosh. Denying. Check yourself, but don't forget yourself or something like that. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: Okay. Any, (laughs) Any last words on that quote? I'll repeat it again. If you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're giving. Anybody else?
1: Actually, yes. I have another thing to add. I think sometimes, or maybe not add, question. What if you know somebody who thinks that they do it right all the time, like how and I know it's introspection for them, and these are quotes that you're supposed to be asking about yourself, but how can you help somebody if they come to you and ask a question like, well, I don't know why things keep happening like this how what kind of counsel or what kind what would you say? to that person when you know it's what they're giving. That's why they're getting that type of reaction back. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think.
0: Honestly, I don't think think I've ever, I've never said this to anybody, not that like this is gonna be something I throw out all the time, but I definitely have come across situations and people that I know that are unhappy with what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And I don't always, know what to say and not always you have to have something to say but i think it is this is definitely something i'm going to start thinking about now is okay well take take a look back look at this situation you didn't like what you got out of it what all did you put into it what all did you give into that what were all the decisions and the words that you said and think back on everything that you gave towards that situation and can you is there a connection to what you're getting back in return yeah versus you did this, you did this, you do this. I think especially when you're talking to someone and try to help them see something instead of doing the blame thing and you did and you did and you did. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is this actually quote. Now that you've said that mom really gives me some insight into that is to try to help that person look inwards. Like you said earlier, Courtney is how do I reflect on my actions and the things that I said, even this limiting beliefs that we've talked about earlier in the episodes How are all of these things impacting what I give out, my output?
2: I think probing questions. I have found myself in that situation where someone will come to me with a problem that they're having with a friend or a spouse. And it's very clear to me that they are part of the problem, but you can't be like, well, you are the problem. And so you'll say, well, when did this start? Well, what makes you think that? Well, what was the conversation like? What did you say to them? What did they say to you? Probing questions to help them have that self-reflection. And either they're going to shut you down and they're not going to be interested in having the conversation, at which point there is no point to continue because if they're not willing to even open up and do any introspection there, then the conversation is going to be fruitless. But if they start to ask those questions, then you can even give an example in your own life. You can say, well, I've found in my own experience When I am having an issue with a person, oftentimes I'm the one who is, so you're not pointing the finger at them. You're kind of giving them an example of how you've experienced the same thing and helping them get to a point where maybe they could see that in themselves. Because again, our goal is not to prove them wrong so that you can be right. Your goal is to help them grow. You don't ever want to point the finger at somebody for the sake of pointing the finger at them or pointing out what they're doing wrong or just you know, belittling them, your goal is to help them make better positive changes in their life. And so with that goal in mind, it's a lot more, a lot more easier. That is not correct grammar. It, it is, is easier. easier. <laughs> just easier is sufficient here. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, I would say with that in mind, it's easier to give loving patient responses when you have that in mind rather than no, you're wrong. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you know that you're wrong because I want to be right here. You know, cause sometimes, you know, we've talked about this before how we've got those personalities, Brittany and I, especially who are like, no, we're going to finish this conversation right now. And it's pretty much not going to end until I'm right. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can't have those types of conversations. We have to be willing to just be a guide for the person. That would be, yeah. that would be my advice.
0: Okay, anybody else? Okay,
2: I have another point. <laughs>
0: yeah, go
1: for it. This, got this, one's hitting,
0: this, one's, this one's hitting you deep, isn't it? Oh,
1: my goodness. Well, no, sorry, I just guys. keep looking at it in a different perspective. And it's, if you don't like what you're getting, maybe you're not supposed to be getting whatever that is that you want right yeah. now. Maybe the time just isn't right. So I guess my thought there is keep doing what you're doing. Keep giving what you're getting, you know, keep giving it your all. But again, maybe just now that time isn't right. I think... Yeah, that, that would be the case for achieving goals and,
2: and things like that. But if we're talking about relationships with another person, if we don't like what we're getting from another person, we have to watch what we're getting. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Person. I was looking yeah. at it from a different from perspective. a different angle. That's true. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, because
0: like say I don't like I don't like what I'm getting. Maybe like I'm not happy with my body, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean what am stop. I giving into it? So before I wasn't doing the I wasn't doing all of the things that I needed to be doing right. to get what I needed out of it. So mm-hmm. I have to give more into this situation. So, yeah, re- relating that to other areas oh, that are so, Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Good point, mom. Sorry. No, no you're, you're good. good. <laughs> well done, chap. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. When emotions are high, wisdom is low. When Most emotions words have been spoken. Right. When emotions are high, <laughs> wisdom is low. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about this earlier in the car because I had briefly looked at these. Um, I feel like Emma gets her like high emotions, maybe from me, because I am very emotional. <laughs> and it really depends on the situation. Like I can get angry and like fight back, but like I, I'm a crier. Like, I cry all the time. And not, like, bawling cry, but, um, like, if I see a sad animal commercial, done. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Freaking Sarah McLachlan coming on at night. In the arms of I know. She kills me. Or, like, um, when I was a teacher, if we had a snow day, I would, like, tear up a little bit. Like, oh
2: my gosh! <laughs> because the snow is beautiful, or because no, you happy I didn't, to be home. I didn't
0: have to go to school. Oh my god! So happy. <laughs> or like if I'm watching a video and like everyone cheers and something great happens, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I, oh, yeah. I like literally tear up a little bit. Yeah. You know, like I
2: those videos of the soldiers coming home. Yes, I
0: anybody, I'm I always a whale like a yeah. Baby. Yeah, I always cry. But I think that I, I agree with you. No truer words have been said when your emotions get high, all of the logical thinking gets thrown out. And it's taken me and I still work on this is that when I feel myself, like I, you know, the I start to see red and it starts blacking out or if it, if it's not anger, but like, if these emotions are starting to get to me, I need to remember to breathe mm-hmm. and think the logical and knowledgeable side of it and react in
2: that manner versus letting my emotions dictate my actions. Exactly. And I do want to say that there is scientific research. It's, it's known in the science world that the part of your brain that experiences emotion essentially shuts off the part of your brain that thinks clearly. And so you actually cannot, it is not possible for you when your emotions are high, you actually cannot think clearly. And so that's something I learned um, with my daughter and something, a, a, a tool that we used to use with her, we still do, is before you can talk to her logically, you have to get her out of that emotional part of her brain. And so I would say something that would cause her to think. And What color is the sky? Exactly. You guys used to hear me say it to her all the time. I would say, um, What color is the sky? Or, What's your name? What's your last name? Is that your middle name? You know, and I would just, yeah, she would laugh or she would, but it would break her out of that emotional state. And then I would say, Okay, honey, so this is why this was not okay. And, you know, but to try to give her direction and reason with her while she was in that emotional state, it's just not possible wasn't, we weren't going to get anywhere. There was just going to be continuous screaming and tantrums and, you know, whatever. So yeah, the same means,
0: is true for us, you know? Definitely even for relationships with your partner, like mm-hmm. um Alex and I would have those <laughs> fights because we are both very strong in that sense. He does like to walk away, but I'm just like you, like you said, I want to talk about it here now. But when our emotions are so high, it's just going to end up screaming back and forth and we're not going to get anywhere. We- We have to get out of that crazy emotional part of it, Mm -hmm. calm down for a second, and then we can talk about it.
2: Yeah. And sometimes I end up sounding like a babbling idiot. Like if I'm having an argument with my husband, I get so emotional so fast that I can't think straight and he'll just say something. And I'm like, what? doesn't even make sense he's like no actually it makes perfect sense I'm like I can't think of anything right now to come back at you with because I'm just so mad you know (laughs) (laughs) so I hate that he could keep his cool so much better than me because I know that he actually is thinking clearly we are so I had to train myself to before I say anything out of emotion to kind of like one of the things we taught Emma too was to pause and breathe so when you're feeling those emotions pause and take three very deep breaths and you know get yourself out of that mindset so that you can properly you know think things through but yeah it's it's a struggle for real definitely no truer words have been spoken
1: (laughs) in our our relationship um steve jokes around a lot and says you're the man i'm the woman because he wants to sit there and talk about things whereas i want to walk away i want to be able to gather my thoughts And if I am emotional, I cannot clearly tell you what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. It's like, Courtney, my my words are just going to come out like, Yeah, they don't make sense. (laughs) They make no sense. So I need to step away and gather my thoughts, and then I can come back later. And that's me. I, you know, that's just how I handle things. And I recognize that quote that when motions are high, wisdom is low because nothing good comes out of my mouth at that point.
2: Yeah, true, 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 preach. <laughs> All right, anybody else? No, ma'am, you may continue.
0: Okay, guys, we're actually going to stop it there for today's episode. Please make sure you tune in next week. We will be continuing the same conversation and continuing to go on with these quotes that Court found and kind of reviewing them and talking about how they relate to us and our current situations in our lives. So, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcasts, as well as rating us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you love, love, love this episode, please share this on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. If you're not following us on Instagram, what are you doing? What? <laughs> You got to follow us. You can stay up to date on the tips, tricks, and short stories that we share or send us some love on our Wayward Lasses Facebook community. And don't forget, if there's a topic you love for us to cover, email us at waywardlasses <laughs> at gmail.com. Before we end, remember we are doing the 30-day push challenge, and that challenge is every single day for the month of December. Do something for your health and wellness, whatever it is. Working out, spending time with family, getting back into an old hobby whatever it may be, and share it with us. We want to celebrate with you as you take this journey to becoming the best version of yourself.
2: Also, don't forget to check out our website, www.waywardlasses.com. You'll find all kinds of fun stuff on there, so check it out. And thank you guys so much again for joining us.
1: Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real. bye guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.